Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. Is anybody excited to go back to school? Really? Man, listen, I am so excited for you guys to go back to school. You know, I, I don't... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not because we'll see you less or anything like that, but... Um, Did you know that your God is the God of the fall of 2018? That it's his fault. It doesn't belong to the enemy. That he made it. And he didn't make it against you. He made it for you. So, you know. um, Do you know God can, I think he can get bored. I don't mean like he's not satisfied, but I think he can get bored with our lives. God, he do, I don't think he gets happy if like we all come here every week and we get in a circle and we hold hands and we sing Kumbaya. It doesn't make him happy. He gets bored. There's nothing that is God that doesn't have a plan and a strategy and an expansion and an increase. Did he leave me, Ben? Okay, thank you, thank you, okay. But there's nothing God does that is lame, that is not changing. If you're in a cycle or you're experiencing something at church that that is not changing, it's not God. God is a God of perpetual innovation, expansion, increase. He is so alive and so powerful, nothing can stop him. And the way he does it, he has plans and strategies. Do you know that he has a plan and a strategy for the fall of 2018 for you? It's real. So I was in the uh, the Joshua school. There was a ministry school they had here. And there was a baton. And on that baton, you had to write a little statement to give to the next group of students. And this is what I wrote. God is real. That doesn't sound that profound. But do you know how real God is? Santa Claus is not real. Jesus is not like Santa Claus. Oh, sorry. Seriously. There'll be counseling afterwards if that really hurt you. All right. Here's ready. Round two. Brace yourself. The Easter bunny is not real. He has no power. He he can't do anything for anybody. I'm sorry. I see some weeping back here. Ethan will be okay. (laughs) Fairy tales are not real. Sorry, I didn't think anybody. Snow White is not real. Listen. God is so real, it's almost scary. God is so real that if you really get it, you'll start laughing uncontrollably and you'll have no fear in your life and you'll walk into every day like, hallelujah, this is the day God made. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. He is insanely real, more real than the air you breathe. But here's the, the question. Do you know how real he is? Do you interact with the reality of who he is? Is he real enough to be real for your friend? Does anybody have an answer for that? I'm I'm really asking, do you know a God who's so real? You can be like, you know what, dude? Let me me tell you what God can do. Listen, I'll go back. I don't want the Holy Spirit to be bored with my life. I think God is real enough that he can show up in the places that I go. And I think he wants to bring our anticipation for the fall of 2018 up to his level. And I'm not just saying because of Jesus, I'm going to tell you some prophetic stuff. But you have to you have to feel it. Every day is a miracle gift where God could do anything. 
He has a strategy. He's not going to make one in, in a little bit. He has a strategy for every day for him to show up and show off. So, here's a little story. It's all about you guys. He wrote a story before, before one day began your life. He wrote a story for you guys. Make sure the time is good. Okay. So, in February, February 20, no, February 20th, um, I'm in prayer in the morning. And uh, I have an instant memory. And the memory is left like 10 years ago. And I'm in the drive-thru, and there's a prayer meeting with all the leaders of the church. And I remember at this prayer meeting, we're all sitting there, and it's all quiet. And Ann Stock goes like this. She steps forward out of the circle. She said, I feel like six months after Billy Graham dies, his, about around that time, his mantle is going to fall. And so I have this memory. I'm like, that's weird. Why am I thinking about that? A mantle. A mantle is a spiritual endowment. It's like the power of God to do something. You can't do anything on your own. See, uh, prophets have prophetic mantles. Evangelists have evangelistic mantles. And it's like a supernatural power that rests on you to do the work of God. So I have this memory. Um, A few hours later, I'm in our pastor's meeting. And um, they're talking about somebody who had just passed away. And out of nowhere, Ann Stock steps up and she says, yeah, I feel like in about a six-month window, uh, the son of this person will access their destiny. And I remember, oh my gosh, I had that memory. Six months after Billy Graham dies, the mantle is going to fall. I'm like, that's crazy. This is where it gets crazy. The very next day, Billy Graham died. Somebody add six months from February 21st. It's now. It's you. It's you guys. This is God's strategy for your fall. I'm telling you, to follow God would be the scariest thing ever in your life. To be free is almost the scariest thing because you got to leave your little cage of fear and say, I'm risking, I'm stepping out into something. But there is a great invitation from heaven with your name on it. You guys remember that whole Lucy thing? It's all about this and now. And so... Do you know what God has given you? You know, see, guys, God is not just good. If he was good, I don't think we'd worship him just like we do. You know, he was good in the Old Testament. He was good to everybody. Salvation is a thousand miles different from goodness. And what I mean, like, are you saved? It's not like God coming. What team are you on? Okay, you're on my team. Okay, that's good. It's not like that. Guys, salvation isn't just forgiveness of your sins. It's instant, direct, complete access to the Holy Spirit anytime you want. You can have as much as you want any day you wake up. Has anybody here ever, well, most of you guys, you grew up in church. Did anybody here not grow up in church and have a powerful salvation experience? If you did, I want you to raise your hand. Two, three, four. Yes, right here. This is the one I was thinking of. Come on. Come on. Guys, listen. Salvation is a real thing. It is a real line. And that you really are spiritually dead and you become spiritually alive. And to be alive is so good that it's like heaven on earth. It's a real thing. You're not chasing a God who has moods. He did a a finished work in Jesus where permanently... No matter how many times you sin, you cannot get his love off of you. You can't make him stop forgiving you or give you another chance for him to stop making plans for you. Sorry if I'm breaking the mic. (laughs) Do you know what you have? God does not have a single one half son or one half daughter. You are complete, completely saved. 
You cannot be condemned in a million years. You can spend your whole life sinning, and there would not be condemnation over you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Do you know the power of salvation? I bet you, you know, this is how I got saved. I had a really annoying soccer coach. I didn't want to get saved. I thought it was weird, like being in a pyramid scheme. Like, trust me, you want to get in. You guys don't know what pyramid schemes are. You're probably too young. Okay, we got one back there. Um, Yeah, we got two. That's good. Three. Okay, I'm going to stop counting. (laughs) I thought it was like believing in Snow White. I thought it was like Santa Claus. Like, oh, okay, that's great. Guys, I had a salvation experience where I didn't just say, okay, I'll start going to church. No, I became alive inside. It's called a born again. I became a new creation. And I'm telling you, you have friends. You have people around you. If you tell them what you know and you tell them what you have, they're going to spend the rest of their life thanking you. This soccer coach, it was like 15 years ago. I'll be in here in the morning loving God, and I'll think, that man, and in tears, I send him a text. Thank you so much. Even when I rejected you, he didn't preach the gospel to me once. He did it like three times a week for like six months. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm telling you, what you have in your pocket, your friends want and they need. To say more, but come on, we'll, we'll do right. couples. Yeah, we'll do doubles. Now, guys, we just want to really challenge you with this reality. And for some of you in here, you're going like, what is he even talking about? What do I have in my pocket? And for some of you, you're like, I know exactly what I have in my pocket. Some of you are going like, I don't know. And I would honestly tell you, like, we're talking about Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, the salvation that only comes through That place of saying, God, I can't do this on my own. I can't, and I need your power to set me free. I need your life. If you're locked and you feel like I am stuck in this temptation, this sin, this pattern in my life, and all this kind of stuff going on, you cannot break it on your own. You cannot. And when you finally get to that place where you get tired of fighting on your own and feeling exhausted all the time, and you say, God, help me, that's the spot where he says, I can do that. And freedom comes. And I'm telling you, when you say, Jesus, I need you to come and do that in my life and really, truly set me free, a reality happens. Like Josh said, you are actually alive. You're a new creation, which means you no longer struggle. You do not like have that sin anymore. You can choose that sin still, But it does not any longer have a grip on your life. You have to understand that the power of the cross did more than give you a ticket to heaven. It broke the control of sin on your life. That's what Jesus did. It is not about getting a ticket to heaven someday. It's about getting set free right now from the crap that you know eats you inside. The power of sin is broken and it will not be cannot be your master because it's dead Come on. that's such a deep reality to understand that's what you have in your pocket that's what you have is a freedom that is real that is absolute that you cannot make excuses anymore and be like man i just can't get out of this depression it just owns me no it yeah. doesn't jesus yeah. does yeah. by his blood you are owned by jesus You are controlled. He is the Lord of your life. And when he's the Lord of your life and you're controlled by him, he says, go, make good decisions. Make choices. Be like, go go crazy and see what I can do in your life. He doesn't say, now do what? He gives boundaries. He gives, like you hear me talk about all the time, like a good father. He says, don't run in the street. Controlling. No, loving. Yes, God has commands. And he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. But his commands are such a tiny corner of the wholeness of who God is. Do you understand this? His commands are real, but they are not all. That's right. There is so much of God to be explored, to be pressed into, to be chased after. So I say to you, if you don't know this Jesus, get running after his face. That's all I call you to this year in a major way. And it was like, 
It's crazy because about, I don't know, what was it, two months ago? What day did we go? When did we? July. We went down to um, another youth ministry that we've been connecting with, Matt Smith, down Harvest Chapel. Um, And we just were like, hey, we want to get together with some youth leaders from different groups. And there was a guy from another youth group and ours and a crowd. And we prayed together for, what is it, two and a half or three and a half? I feel like exaggerating to three and a half. Two and a half to three hours, we just prayed together in the sanctuary of the church. And just we just believe for a revival to happen in this region because it's like it's real. And as we were praying, I got this crazy, vivid download image that I was like, that's a strategy. I just knew, absolutely knew. And what I saw was every name of every school that y'all go to on the wall of our youth room. Ta-da! Okay, it, it's not supernatural. We put stickers on the wall, but... The picture I saw was this, and we're going to get to do something here shortly because we don't want to tell you it'll take a little while. But, um, but guys, I want you to look over there and find your school, and if, don't be offended if we missed your school. We've been trying to gather all the info we can. If we don't have yours this week, you've got to tell us tonight. We'll have it up there next week, and we'll make it right, okay? And we'll keep adding as people come. But this place is going to grow, and it's going to explode. Do you understand? Come on. I want to see us use those walls and those walls and, like, do you understand the reach of what you're looking at over there? Come on. I would say 98% of youth ministries in America reach three to four schools. Those are all schools that you guys attend here in this room. 41, 42, something like that. And if you're freaking out homeschoolers and cyber schools, 43, 43. If you're freaking out homeschoolers and, and, and cyber schoolers, you're, you're on that. Okay. You just don't see it. I'll explain, okay? But listen to me, guys. We believe that this year, Billy Graham's mantle, if you're totally missing the whole thing, Billy Graham is the greatest evangelist in at least our recent history of America and the world, filled stadiums with people that just gave their lives to Jesus. Millions and millions and millions of people. A gift and a grace on his life to deliver the truth of God's love and forgiveness and freedom to people that was like, I went to one Billy Graham thing when I was like 13 or 14 and it was the most in Minnesota I went it was like staggering because I grew up in the church I heard the whole message you know and he spoke and I was kind of like well that was sweet I wonder you know wonder what's going to happen and like he gives the invitation and literally it was like 30,000 people just I'm like that was a good message like it was to me I was like yeah I know this because I had lived in it and in some way I was like wow That's brand new to 30,000 people in this one stadium. That's shocking to me. And I look and I go like, those high schools right there need Jesus. There's about 110, 120 people in this room. Do you realize I just looked up today that there are 1.7 million people enrolled in 6th through 12th grade in Pennsylvania? That's what it said online. That's a lot more than what's in this room. That means there's a lot. I, could, I didn't have time to go through every school and get the exact numbers, but we could probably do the math. I would guarantee you there's over 20,000 students represented right there on that wall. Okay? Some schools small, some really big. 20,000. We'll go with that number as a round one. I'll correct it next week to be sure. But listen to me. You can look at your school and go, man, Jesus coming there. Don't know about that. Guess what the greatest truth and reality is? I'm going to read the verse, actually. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's right. He didn't die for the churchgoers. Do you get this? At just the right time, when we were totally powerless, he died for us. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, but though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his love toward us while we were still sinners Christ died for us. That's the call of your lives. If you know this Jesus, it is not meant for you to lock it up, walk it out and show up in heaven someday. It is not intended for that. Jesus came and died for the ones who didn't know him, who were being idiots and throwing their lives away. If you go to school, you see it every single day. You're surrounded by And if it seems daunting to you to think, oh my gosh, to see my school transformed and everybody come to know Jesus, what if everyone in your school came to know Jesus? I'm dead, like, dead serious. What if, and most of you in this room are sitting there going, yeah, 
Okay, if your faith is there, that's a part and a piece. Go, Josh. I just have to say that God doesn't have any limits or boundaries. I mean, you pick pick the worst kid in your school. You know, that's what they did with Luangle. They said, who is the absolute worst? No chance of ever getting saved. Let's pray for him. And they made a top 10 list. You know, there was this druggie named Todd. Todd White, and they prayed for him, and God changed him. There is no limit to what God can do. I was, God changes people's lives. Isaiah, did God change your life? I can't hear you. Ethan, Nathaniel, come on. Did God change your life? Do you realize what he's done to you? You Do you realize what's among us, what's in us? The potential. One time, I just, guys, God is real. Salvation is real. I was in Mexico, and I was preaching, and I didn't know a kid wasn't saved. And I was like, preacher guy, so I preached, and they all lined up, and I went down and just said, bless you, bless you. And I, this, nobody could hear me. It was under my breath because they all speak Spanish. And I come to this kid, and I said, come out in Jesus' name. He didn't, he didn't hear me. And he fell over and started manifesting a demon and got totally delivered. A year later, I went back to Mexico. I said, who is that? They said, no, you pray. That's him. He looks so different. His skin changed. His eyes changed. He glowed with the love of God. I'm telling you, salvation is a real thing. And the power and the love of God is real. And it changes lives. And I challenge you, find the worst kid or girl that you can find and pray for them and preach to them. I'm serious. Kid Think or of, girl? Is kid inevitably boy? I don't know. Anyway, That's what we're I all think. asking the question. Is that, is that gender bias or something? Thank you. Yeah. We all get it. Yeah. Okay. The worst guy or girl? Yes, guy or girl. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But I just, I just want to say, don't think, okay, where's the really nice guy? Okay, they'll be easy to save. No. Give God a challenge. Don't let the Holy Spirit get bored. Give Come him on. a challenge. Give him a Todd White all right. How about the bully? The bully. The, your bully. I'm. Wow. Oh yeah. Ooh, no, Ben. He's out of reach. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so were you till he reached out into your life. I'm serious. Ooh. Jesus came for you when you were messed up. Come on. And if you don't realize you were ever messed up, get your face in front of Jesus and get right because yeah. you haven't figured out yet that you're lost in sin until you have him. I don't care if it was three or four years old. I can look at my life and go like, wow, I'd be messed up without Jesus. And if you can't say that, you need to find Jesus because you haven't figured out that you can't handle it yourself. But here's the deal, guys. We really want to see this happen this year, a growth, an expansion. We want to see each and every one of you go after God with like 150 mile an hour legs, like run after the face of God with your own life. That's first and foremost. We want to challenge you. We hope your heart is broken for the people around you in your school that don't know God. We hope that that's a case. But if your heart hasn't been broken before God first, that's, let's start right there. That's good, ben. And say, like, God, I need you every day because my school sucks. This circumstance, this person, my teacher, my this, but blah, 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 blah. You can go down the list if you're going back to school going, I cannot... Wait for this 180 days to be over with. Come on, do you think that's what God has called you to go to? 180 days of barely surviving? Come on, Ben. Is that your God? Come on. Just just summer, please. And then spend your summer laying on the couch and sleeping in and doing nothing productive. Is that what God has called your life to? None of you. I asked a bunch of you on Sunday when we were in here for lift if you know what God's call or destiny is on your life. I was getting like wrecked to hear what you guys are saying at your age that you know God has called you to. Well, get up on your horse and get there. Come on. Now, it is not for when you're grown up and all mature. Because most of you already think you are. You tell your mom that every day. I'm grown up. I'm mature. Okay? If you think so, then be it. And walk it out. Live your destiny. Live your calling. And stop waiting for time to pass and missing the opportunity. Your schools need you. So what I saw in my vision, dream, picture, whatever God was showing me as we were praying is all the names of the schools on the wall. And I saw all y'all, I didn't have like specific faces, but 
piles of students along the walls with their hand, okay? Paint on their hand, marking around their schools. Because you know what? Everybody hold your hand up. Right hand up in the air for me, okay? Right hand up in the air. Anybody got a hand like this that's missing a finger? No. I actually have room for six. He's not inbred. Crazy, right? See, anyway, anybody got a hand just like this? Any, nope, sorry. Nate, anybody got a hand just like yours? Can you find one in the room that's just like yours? That's right. No. Huh, weird. Isaiah, no? Anybody in the, in the room with a hand just like yours? I can guarantee not. We know that at least the fingerprints are different, right? Duh, that's totally unique to you. So there is something prophetic and significant of what we're going to do tonight because you're going to put your mark on your school on. because God put you there for his purpose upon your life for right now. And you cannot go up there and put anyone else's handprint up there. So if you're living your entire life to be just like somebody else, knock it off and be you because you're the Come only on. one who can do it. Come on, Ben. Knock it off. Come on. If you've got to have the clothes, if you've got to have the talk, if you've got to have the look, if you've got to have the... Blah, 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 you know the list. Knock it off because God is missing out your destiny because you're not being you. So be you for crying out loud and put your unique mark on the school you go to tonight. So we're going to have you do this here shortly. I know, everybody's looking at their hands now. Elliot, stop playing with your hands. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. But listen, I want you to do this at homeschool and cyber school. I know you guys are going to look, well, it's not up there. Okay. Listen to me. I want you to pray for your home if you are in homeschool. If you're cyber school, I want you praying for your cyber school's community. For your friends there, I hope you have opportunity to chat all day long with them, I think, right? And you got opportunity to evangelize. You don't even have to look them in the face. Praise the Lord. Like, safe evangelism, okay? Take a risk. But what I want to challenge all of you to do tonight, and this might be really out of your box, because most of you, if you're homeschooled, for whatever reason, your parents feel called to teach. They don't want you in the public school. You don't want to be in the public school. You name it. There's a million fine, fantastic, wonderful reasons to not be there. But guess what? The Holy Spirit and what he wants to do through your life is not restricted to where you sit to learn your studies and your lessons for school. So what I want you guys to do, cyber school, home school, is I want you to find the school you would go to, and I want you to claim it in the name of Jesus and pray for it this year. Every sports team you're on, every music opportunity you have, anytime you're anywhere, because these are the kids that live in your neighborhood. I want you to own it. And I want you to claim it. And the Christian school kids, yes, Christian schools need Jesus too. If you've been there more than three days, you know it's true. I'm so serious. Christian schools aren't like, oh my gosh, it's such a holy place over there. Like, they've got people with issues too. And like, a lot of times it's the kids that got kicked out of every public school, get like parked in the Christian school. What if the worst kid in your Christian school got saved? Really saved, not Christian school saved really transformed. So I want you to go after your school and I want you, Christian school, you get double duty because God called you to. I want you to pray for your public school too. I'm serious. The public school you would go to or the one closest to you, if you don't know which one it is, find out this week from your parents. Okay? Be like, mom, dad, what school would I go to if I wasn't like, if I wasn't homeschooled? I want you to claim a school for this year. And we're going to do a youth-led Wednesday upstairs in the sanctuary in October, we're going to take over up there with the adults, and we're going to challenge the adults to do the same thing for their schools. Because we're going to see the Billy Graham mantle fall on this region because God said it's going to happen. And somebody's got to take it up. Somebody's got to take the mantle. It could fall and lay on the ground if nobody is willing to say, I want it, and I see that it's useful. So we're going to pick it up, and we're going to watch this grow over the next year. It's not a competition. It's not a contest. Okay? It's not about, ooh, who can get the most people saved? But it kind of is. Not for anybody's glory, but God's glory and the freedom of your friends. Come on. Okay? Could we be a little competitive in a non, like, I'm going to tear you down to be better? No, it's just all about bringing people to the kingdom of God and actually experience freedom. Walking down your halls and saying, freedom in Jesus' name and watching depressed people Get like, whoa. like, 
What transformation could happen in that moment? So we're going to move to this quick. Josh wants to add something. Do you want to talk about strategy now or later? Strategy. Three, three Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, tell them that. That's okay. good. Strategy. God has strategies. How? This, we're going to help this you. This is how, okay? Guys, I, I just believe that, does anybody think God just shows up here just about every Wednesday in a powerful way? Yeah. You know, some of you guys, you might not be the best evangelist, but I guarantee you, if somebody comes in this room, they're going to experience the presence of the God who is real. They're going to experience the love of God. Mm-hmm. So I just believe that this is God's strategy for the fall to fulfill the promise of Billy Graham. This is what we want to do. We pick three separate Wednesdays throughout the fall, throughout the fall, where we want you Every one of you should invite a friend to come. Come on. And preferably unsaved. Yeah. How many of you guys have experienced the Holy Spirit? Come on. Wow. Yeah, come on. Up. Okay. How many of you guys have told your friends about that? Awesome. Come on. I'd say if you've experienced the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, I feel like you have a duty to tell your friends, no, life is amazing. Life is a gift. It's so great to be in God. So, I'm challenging you. Don't know what that is. I'm challenging you. Bring a friend and see if God is real enough to meet them. All right, so we're, there's three separate times. For most of them, we're going to have special evangelist preachers in. And we're going to have a whole night geared towards letting them know who God is. But here's the thing, guys. I don't, I don't just want to be a, a, a youth pastor. Does anybody want a revival in here? Does anybody want to see anybody get saved? Is anybody taking these words personally? Does anybody hear God in them? You know, what, what if you were responsible for bringing eight people in here and they met Jesus? And it wrecked their life. You know, the Jesus movement wasn't like a revival in the church. It was people getting saved. Boom, 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 boom. The really unlikely ones. Really unlikely. They were the hippies that were like strung out on LSD and all that. Like, Listen, we're trying to connect you guys yeah. with your destiny. Not the destiny in 20 years. The destiny that begins in the fall of 2018. The one that God wrote for you. The strategy that he had. It's exciting. It's not boring, fearful well, I'll wait a Wednesday night and put my hands up. No, God can show up anywhere he wants. So our first one is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yes. I challenge on. you. I challenge you. Double Bring, the number. Would double that be the fun? number in here. Don't share friends. Just to figure out. You invite them. You invite them. We'll yeah. go together. Oh, we good. Okay. Yeah. Or invite five. Be Come crazy. On. What? That'd be <laughs> Ten. fun. Ten. Come on. Okay. All right. Cool. So. So we're going to do this thing, and I want you guys, look, this is not like a painting activity, okay? So I don't want you to all check out and just be like, <laughs> okay, I want you to get like, understand what is happening right now. So Tiff's going to keep playing. I want you guys to just begin to pray for your school, all right? And we're going to call some like groups of you at a time. We'll probably grab like a grade at a time and have you head over. And we have leaders over there. They're just going to roll some paint on your hand. Let's do your right hand just because then it looks all consistent. No, you know what? I don't care. You pick what hand you want to do. One hand. Listen, this is the instruction part. Don't look over there. You'll get there. I promise. Okay. One hand. And I want you to get it close enough to your school name that it like, doesn't like obliterate the letters on the wall, but it's pretty clear what school you're with. You know, you could have your thumb like right next to it or, okay. Just get it really close around your school. There's a lot of names over there. They're pretty much organized in districts. Um, so we want to have you go do that. Okay. Now I I don't want you to be like brokenhearted if your school's not up there tonight. I want you to go over there and I want you to tell, where's Lynn at? She's over there. Tell Lynn if your school is missing from that list, we promise we will have it up there by next week and we will have the paint next week and you can add your hand to it next week. But tonight just pray. You can go up and lay your hand on the school tonight and just be like, I'm praying now and I'll put my handprint up next week. Or if your school's not there, pray on something. Pray for whatever. But go pray on the wall. Okay? Do something significant with it. All right? That was weird. Whatever. Okay? If you can't reach it, we got chairs that will and stools. We'll help you step up and get to your school. 
But look, after you do this, listen. Those of you who are talking to each other, listen. There you go. Yeah, those of you talking to each other, listen. All right? When you come back to the middle after you do, we got baby wipes to clean your hand up, so don't run to the bathroom. Just chill. If you have a little paint, wait till the end. I want you to come back here and sit or kneel for a little bit and just continue to pray and think through. Make your top three list in your mind right here tonight before you leave. Say, oh, I know this kid and this kid and this kid and that girl, right? Anyway, so, no, I'm kidding. Make your top three list right here tonight and say, I'd love, I would love to see that person's life get turned around. Like, what if, you guys? Come on. And let's just say you get the worst kid in school saved in next Wednesday. You don't think the school's going to go like, what the heck happened to him? Oh, he went to this church youth group thing? I'm going to see what happened to him. You'll get people like, go for the craziest, hardest one first. And the whole school will be like, what happened? I've got to find out. That's what happened to Paul. He was killing Christians for a living. And God got a hold of his life. And people came to the kingdom of God and were like, what happened to transform his life? I'm so serious. He wrote half the New Testament. Pretty bad guy. Pretty great result. Okay? So we're going to do this. Go ahead and just close your eyes for right now. Please don't be distracted by people around you. Give us a few minutes here, okay? If you can't handle it, probably better not to come because we're just going to be yelling at you to stop talking to your friends anyway. So just stay at home or something. But we really want you here. Come on. Begin to pray for your school. Begin to think through people. Friends are fine. If you have a best friend that you're like, man, they just do not know God. You can put them on your top three list, but I challenge you to go for a crazy one that that would only be possible by God. Only possible by God to see their life transformed. And I want you to pray for those people right now. It's not you that does it. It's you that unlocks the door and lets the Spirit move upon their life. You've been given the keys to the kingdom of God. You've been given the keys and the authority in the earth. So God is waiting for you to step in and in faith go, unlock that door. And then he swoops in and changes lives. You don't change lives. So the pressure is not upon you. The invitation is upon you to say, I want them to be saved. God, if I open this door, blow them away. It's not on you. So don't receive this as pressure like, oh my gosh, one more thing to worry about all year. This is opportunity to let God flow through you and into the people around you. Come on. Guys, just keep your eyes closed. If, if you can see, this is a really holy moment. It's like you stop praying prayers for you and you start praying prayers for Jesus. And like, stop living for you to get through the day and start living for Jesus to get through the day. Listen, God wants to connect you with your calling for this fall. And he cares so much about the people you are thinking about. He really does. It's real. It's real. God is real. Salvation is real. His ability to help them is real. Tenth grade, why don't you guys go? Hop up quietly. It's not time to chat with your friend, talk, whatever. Just go do your thing over here. We got different colors for the homeschool and cyber school are going to be a different color. So we know who's praying for a school and who actually attends it. Staff, I want you all to make your way over there at some point through the evening. You have staff has their own color. For the rest of you that attend the school, we want you to have the one dark gray color if you attend the school. All right. Navy blue, if you are a cyber or homeschool staff, you're white paint, okay? So we just keep praying. Keep your eyes shut. We'll call, you, we'll call each group up at a time. Come on, seventh grade, why don't you head over? Quietly, please.
quietly. Everybody else, stay right where you are. Just pray. Come on, if you can't pray for more than like three seconds, start praying in tongues. That's what the Bible says. I'm telling you, when we do not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit intervenes for us and intercedes for us with groanings that words do not describe, cannot describe. Okay? So pray. Pray until you run out of words and then pray some more. I'm so serious. Let God do the praying on your behalf. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be the one to perform and do miracles and all this. God never said, you're the one. He said, I'm going to use you. You're a vessel. So allow yourself to be used. It really isn't that much stress or pressure. It's a willingness to say, you know what? This is more valuable than the things that I chase after on this earth. So pray. Pray right now. If you run out, pray the same thing again and again and again. Jesus, save my friend Michael. Jesus, save my friend Michael. Jesus, save my friend Michael. God does not get tired of hearing your prayers. Come on. Jesus, thank you. Come on. All right, let's get um, seniors. Come on. I see a lot of people talking to Lynn. That means we have a lot more than 43 schools to go after, guys. Come on. Think about the impact of a region if all of those schools were transformed by the power of God. Do you think Do you think this region would look or feel or be, or be the same if that happened? That's every county within like a two-hour drive almost. Come on. Jesus. Jesus, come on. All right, we're going to have eighth grade go next. Come on. Jesus. Come on, sixth graders, head on over. There's a whole bunch of you. Come on, world changers. Come on, world changers. Jesus. There's no junior Holy Spirit. We don't have to wait till we're 35, 40 years old to change the world. Come on. Jesus was 12 when his parents abandoned him, <laughs> lost him, and left him at the temple. And they found him talking to all the old guy priests, and they were also going like, how does he speak with such wisdom and power and authority? (sighs) He was 12, and all the old men were like, what is happening in this young man? The same spirit that was in Jesus is in you. So it's foolish to think, I can't do that. I can't carry that kind of power. I can't, like, see God move like that. I mean, I can be nice to people. Come on. God, we thank you. Keep praying. Keep praying. There are some things that God wants to know. Your faith is long and will not fail and will not fade. 
Six months a guy preached at Josh over and over and over and over again, getting rejected over and over again. That man's faith didn't die. He wasn't like, oh, well, that didn't work. I bet he was praying too. And I bet he didn't stop praying for six months constantly. That Josh has got something on his life. That Josh is going to change the world. And he kept at it. He kept at it. Stretch your faith out. My goodness. If your faith is only 30 seconds long, it's not faith at all. It's like hopeful wishing. Come on. Keep praying. Name by name. You can make a top 10 list if you're like done praying for three. Jesus, come on. All right, 11th grade. Why don't you go? pile of you guys come on yes come on Jesus 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 someone's iPhone is being found Come on, come back to the middle. Keep praying. Jesus. All right, ninth grade, are you the one left? Go for it. Come on. Freshman. Come on. Jesus. Do not let anyone despise you because you are young, but set an example in faith, in love, in purity. Make them jealous of your life. Come on. Come on, like two more minutes. Pray. Come on, pray like crazy. You'd be amazed if you press yourself a little bit to pray longer than you ever have before. It doesn't take long till an hour is like, oh, that wasn't so bad. At first, you're like, what? But you can pray for an hour. Do you know that's possible? Holy cow. You should come at 7 o'clock on Tuesday mornings to the furnace. We pray for an hour every week, and it's awesome. We pray for you guys, mostly. Pretty much, totally. Come on. Keep praying. Don't talk. Don't chat. Come on. Stay connected right now. Another minute here. If you're wiping your hands off, you can come sit down and keep cleaning. Get another wipe if you need it or whatever. Yeah, guys, just a reminder now, like, we're going to be wrapped up here soon. We're letting the last people finish. Listen to me, guys. Next Wednesday. See, it's not hard to remember, but go after it. Like, find that one friend. You're back to school. You're reconnecting with people. Say, you got, you've got to come try out my youth group. Come on, just once. Let's go sweaty in our soccer clothes after practice and get there by 7. It's really okay. All right? We'll take people however they are. Come on. They're going to hear that God loves them. If you're freaked out about what to say, bring them here. We'll tell them all kinds of stuff. Okay? And these Wednesdays are going to feel a little different than our every normal Wednesday, a little bit. We're going to make it ready for those that are like, I've never been to church in my life. Praise God. Bring the atheists. Bring the God-haters. We really like them around here. I'm serious. Don't bring your, like, squeaky clean, almost, almost Christian friend. Okay? Like, I mean, they can come too. But don't feel restricted. I want you to bring the crazy ones. Come on. We're going to keep the paint here every week. And as you bring people, 
If they want to claim their school and go for it, they'll add their name to the wall. Oh, my goodness. Who's getting called right now? Oh, there we go. Somebody's daddy just called. It's called it just says daddy. That's so wonderful. Anyway, come on. We're pretty well back. Come on back to the middle. Josh has one quick story. We're going to let you go. All right. All right. This is uh, a Richie Seltzer story. Okay. So he he got saved, and uh, it it wrecked his life. And he remembered there was a kid next to him in his high school who was a Christian. And he was so upset at that kid. He said, why didn't you tell me who Jesus was? How could you sit there every week enjoying God and not tell me who it was? And he was actually offended at that guy because Jesus is so good and he didn't know. So I'm just saying, your friends might not know how much they actually want God or how good God actually is. But I promise you, if they get saved, they will never have regret in knowing him. Okay? Come on. We done? Hey, we're going to pray. So everybody stretch your hand toward the schools. Come on. Okay? Stretch your hand out. We believe in prophetic acts. We're declaring. We're like Moses stretched his staff out across the water and the Red Sea went. Okay? Extend your hand. You carry the power of God among, um, like within you and in your hands. And as you reach out and lay hands on people, they get healed. They get recovered. They get set free. Come on. Repeat after me. Say, God, I believe that that school, my school, could be transformed. And God, I want the mantle of Billy Graham to fall on my life so that I will boldly and with power declare your gospel and see people set free, healed, restored. God, we thank you that it is your love that can do it. Jesus, thank you for your blood that made it possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, guys. We want to see that grow. I want our wall full of handprints and schools by Christmas, all right? You with me? This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.